This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. Welcome to Podcast for Columbus, recording live on June 2nd, 2019. Yes, it's June already. Here from the Crew Corner in Northeast Ohio, Columbus. I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Todd33, and I can't talk today. And with me is Dakota Stewart at Coda Stewart. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. And how are the crew doing? No, worse than that. <laughs> yeah. We might as well just, let's just get right into this because this is not going to be pretty. Kick off. Alright, so we actually had three games since you and I last spoke. We had the one nothing loss in Minnesota where Ethan Finley, Columbus Crew legend, scored the game winner. And no, I did not cheer for the people asking, but it was still that statement is amazing. Um, you can listen to that one off with Alex Sprague and Rich Uncle Skeleton if you want. It's okay. And then we lost in Colorado Shocker. We lost 3-2 last week. And then last night, what was the worst we won team last the night at home. Oh, just kidding. We tied last night at home. When we had the lead twice. What is a win? I don't know. We'll have to ask Ethan Finley and Kai oh, Kamara. Jesus. <laughs> they know what wins are. Roasted. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. So last night, our starting lineup was a little bit different. Uh, we'll get to reasons why in the future. Uh, but we had Zara's up top again. Don't know why. And then we had Akam, Santos, and Robinho with the attacking midfield, and then the holding midfield was Trapp and Guzman. And in the back, Jimenez, Saro, Mensa, and Williams. And I don't know what pictures or what documents Williams has about Caleb that he continues to start, but he's got something on Caleb. <laughs> and then Honestly. Zach Steffen in goal for his very last, very last game with the Columbus crew until he comes back, according to Twitter. But He's never coming back, except to visit. Yeah, to visit his homie. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't put Cron- I, mean, I guess we were tied, but it would have been sweet to see Cronali and Zach play together at the end. That would have been kind of sweet. Yeah, I mean. Maybe if our offense did better and we were up 5 nothing, we could have <laughs> done it. But no such luck. So NYCFC, Man City Light, which is kind of ironic that Zach played against his team in the last MLS game. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that until we were already at the stadium. <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, they played the same way. A bunch of little fouls every time we got possession so that they could get possession back. I mean, like, that's literally how Man City <laughs> plays, so that worked out. Uh, let's see. Who do they have playing? Anybody we ever heard of? We had Columbus reject Ben Sweat, who had to be subbed off later. Um, other than him, I didn't... Oh, Johnson and goal. The only other one that I remember or really know is uh, Morales. Oh, I didn't realize um, Brad Stuber was, is their sub goalkeeper. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Did he come over to Nordeca and celebrate? He did actually come over oh, to Nordeca. Yeah, he came over and said hey to a couple guys that were yelling at him, but that is pretty that's cool. all I saw of him. <laughs> yeah, because I know that people would hold that against him, um, <laughs> not, even though he plays for a different team. So uh, there's that. Um, so we'll talk about, we'll just go move into the goals because this is just pathetic. Um, in the 28th minute, Zardes scored a penalty kick, which probably wasn't a penalty. Um, it's one of those, I say probably not because I don't think I would have called it, but it wasn't so horrendous that it was like a bad call, but it was just one of those 50-50, like maybe it's a foul, maybe it's not a foul. So I guess I to that extent, VAR not turning it over was correct. From my angle. I, w- I was in the Nordic last night. From my angle, I think it was a pen. It was a good call, in my opinion. Awesome. Yeah, I did rewatch the play a few times. To me, it just looked like he got touched on the... And I couldn't tell if the feet... Ma- if his feet made contact with his feet, then, then it's a better call. But it looked like he just went over when he got tapped on the back. But hey, good on him. We got his goal. We got Zardes off the schneid to finally score again. I was so scared also when he went down because he was down holding his arm forever. I thought we were going to get stuck with another injury. This yeah. time being our best player this season. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking about Pedro Santos, anyway. I actually, yeah, I actually had that in my notes, too, that um, we had two scares, Pedro and Mensa going down during the course of the game. I'm like, yeah. oh, brother, if we lose those two, we might as well just be a USL team at that point. <laughs> we, we're pretty much almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then um, 
it didn't take to the second half. The thing I was most frustrated with was in the first half between the scoring the penalty and then the halftime. There was no effort whatsoever to to attack the goal by the crew. Yeah. It was very frustrating. I was very bored. I was on my phone and I was like this is like Jose Mourinho style. Like what is going on and we proved time and time again that we cannot we cannot um kill a play. I mean, we can't kill a lead. Well, I keep saying that backwards. How do you What's the word I'm looking for? Can't defend the we lead. We can't hang on there, to a lead. Can't hang on to a lead. That's the word I'm That's looking for. That's what you're for. looking at. Yeah. So, and then I was right. In the second half, in the 57th minute, Heber, I'm sure I'm not saying that right, um, from Reales and Tajuri Shradi. Um, it actually wasn't a poor goal, but uh, our defense was caught very flat-footed. Yeah. Looking I'd, at you, Saro and Mensa. I wasn't happy with that goal at all. Just because it looks like the defense was just ball watching, it was just absolutely bad. ball watching. Um, but aside from not getting a lot of attacking opportunities and taking advantage of those, we really were just out possessed. Like overall possession for that game, we only had thirty nine percent of the ball, and oh. when, when we did have it, we really didn't do a whole lot until towards the end. Well, I can't watch Caleb Porter's post-game interviews anymore, but at least he couldn't hold on to the possession or the expected goals, <laughs> at least. Yeah, I stopped watching his interviews a couple weeks ago when he made me mad. <laughs> um, and, I mean, you could just feel it coming. You knew it was coming eventually. And then, but really shortly thereafter, Pedro saved the day with actually a really great goal, great pass from a calm. Um My dog is choking. I don't know why. Um, but Pedro never doubted. Hashtag always believe. I freaking love Pedro. I do. He's the best team player on the team for sure. Has I think I year. think he was fantastic last night. Um, he was playing the ten role. Uh, while we're touching on this, Iguain is out for the remainder of the season, and probably ending his crew career is what it looks like. Uh, he's going to be turning thirty five at the end of the year. Coming, he has to get ACL surgery. Re- recovery something i don't know to the extent but uh he's out the rest of the year so we are currently without a true number 10 uh so pedro was in that role last night and i i was honestly very impressed with him i thought he did a great job yeah for sure i mean he tried stuff he tried to make stuff happen and he didn't need a showboat that's my one complaint about people this year besides his slowness and his age is it's just too much showboaty but pedro i mean he was working his butt off yeah. out there i was very impressed too. the thing that is different between Pedro and Pipa playing that role. Pedro's a lot quicker on the ball than Pipa is. Uh, so when he was making his runs and, you know, trying to create space and open up for a pass to yeah. either side of the the field for for one of the wingers or Zardes up top, he just created so much more space a lot quicker than the build-up that we've been seeing with Pipa this season. And um, I, I don't... the last few seasons, I would say. I know you disagree with that, but that's well, how I feel. No, I, I mean... Yeah, to an extent, but that's just Pipa's style, you know. He, yeah. He just plays a little bit slower in that particular role where Pedro is just a quicker player. Um, but anyway, I, I like that change. Um, I I don't think Pedro's going to be our number 10 for a long time. I hope we, we yeah. can get a replacement. But uh, for the time being, I think he did great, and I'm looking forward to him sticking in that role for the next couple of weeks until hopefully we can get someone better to come in. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that Pedro had... I enjoyed watching him play. Um, I have, I guess, in the past as well. Um, I always have. Yes, <laughs> hashtag never doubted. Never doubted. Um, but I, it's very sad. I know this is never going to happen, but I couldn't stop but think if we had more speedy wing players. Like, no. like how much his game may have even... Not that he'll play ten number 10 forever, but yeah. like how much he could have maybe impacted you know, Miriam and... Um, Finley, well, Miriam got slow in his last couple of years. But, but the thing is, like, Akam, he's super fast. He just wasn't linking up with the guys last night very much. I, I know he did get the assist. He had a couple good runs of play. But overall, I wasn't really pr- impressed with Akam. Um, I, I know yeah, he, I he, he hasn't been with the team yeah. very much. So, I mean, I, I don't know if he's just not gotten used to the way that we play and uh, linking up with these guys. But I, I just wasn't impressed with him, as we should be from a starting caliber winger and one of the fastest and the best ones in the league. Um, but that said, he's not going to be here for much longer, so it really doesn't matter. 
Yeah, and that's, that's one thing that um, we didn't touch on because we didn't do a pod last week, but they did the whole, um, like, I guess, good business decision of allowing a com because he wanted to play in Nashville, so we bought him for the season. And I was worried that that would mean that he's already moved on. From what it appears in his interviews and the way he plays, I don't think he's, like, intentionally slacking off or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, no. But for whatever reason, he's not connecting with the team yet. Um, because I do remember, like, when he scored on us in the past, like that, oh, man, that breakout fast run. Yeah. Um, but I ha- didn't see too much of that last night. But then again, I was on my phone from, like, the 28th minute to, like, the 45th <laughs> minute. So maybe he tried. But. No, but he, he did have a couple good runs. Uh, he broke away from the defense a couple times, just couldn't get that final touch. Um, but I, I just don't know if it's a thing where he's just not completely comfortable yet. Um, he did look like he was putting in a lot of hustle. Um, so that's nice to see him actually go out there and give his full effort. But um, it, it just wasn't coming for him yesterday, which is fine, I guess, given the short time that he's been here. But I hope that he can get a little bit better here within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And then so unfortunately, we didn't get to keep the lead because it was two to one. Our second time we had the lead in the game. Um, but Castellanos caught the crew napping and he took one of those. Jeez. I'm just... N- I know that I get criticism for this. I'm never impressed with those rocket goals because those are just, hey, I'm going to shoot at the goal and see if it goes in. Unfortunately, that one went in. I would much rather see a tiki-taka goal or like a um, or like a standing free kick intentional goal. But Yeah, but anyway, that but goal. Man, everybody, I think Zach could have done better. I think the, the defense could have stopped it better, but everybody just caught so flat-footed. Nobody was expecting it to happen. No, it just kind of bummed me out. For that particular goal, I put that on trap. It was a horrible pass in to Pedro. And then when, uh, I don't remember, was it Castellanos who got the ball and dribbled it up? Or, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, it was, it was him. I think it was a solo effort because I don't think he got an assist on it. Or nobody got, anybody got an assist. So I think it was a solo. Just yeah. I, I got the ball and I'm going to shoot it from here. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Trap had a terrible uh, pass up to Pedro. Uh, Castellanos got the ball and Trap just basically stood there and let him get a good five run yards, put the ball right in front of right in front of his run where he needed and he just took the shot like I, I have no idea what will was doing there but i put that goal on him i the defense was fine for that particular goal because there's really not much that you can do when you're being yeah. shot on They're from 30 behind, from, right. from 30 yards out uh zach wasn't expecting that um so yeah i i put that goal on will he should have done a lot better in that position yeah zach was not happy at all which i'd like to see i don't like to i hate when goalkeepers scream at players like Brad Guzan when you're up five nothing and they just scored on you that drives me nuts but I mean that was a Zach could have gone out on a win and for I said he could have done better and I said that you know but I, I wouldn't put the fault on him, on him either but that does suck that he could have was very close to having a win yeah. on his last game and but yeah he was very upset hey, at um, least we didn't lose though <laughs> that's true because in soccer a loss is not the same as a tie, as people constantly remind me on Twitter. <laughs> so, Do you even know soccer? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, and then the substitutions. Um, unfortunately, Columbus reject. Ben Sweat had to be subbed off for an injury. Um, it was actually really odd to see him being treated on the field um, over the um, over the end line, like as we're taking corner kicks. Like, it was very strange. Like they didn't even try to move him even any further away. He's like it was very strange. I know, like he could have got hit in the face. And yeah, <laughs> or stepped made it a whole on bunch or worse. It was odd, but but that was interesting. And then um, so speaking I've, of corners, though, we had a crap ton of corners. Like, oh, did we? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me, were any of them any good? No, none of them were oh, good. Okay, that's but, why I don't remember that. But we had a lot. Like Johnson just punched the ball over the goal, pretty much every single or. Uh, Two or three times, I would say. Yeah, that did happen where we went back and forth a few times. Like we yeah, went to that, we, and then we ran over there and took a corner. We ran over there and took a corner. That it was just funny because like we we had like a series of four corners in a row, like two separate times. <laughs> and of course, we weren't dangerous at all on those corners. So they did try to do the sorrow play, like where he just heads it backwards. Yeah, oh, but they did that two times. But that wasn't off a corner. There was one spot where Saro almost scored, but was it off a corner? Yes. Yeah, oh, it was? They did it two times. It was one of those back-to-back corners. Oh. Like They tried the same exact thing two times. He got his head on both of them. It just didn't go in this time. Yeah, that's too bad. But yeah, I did notice he almost scored one time. Um, and then finally, finally, Caleb, he's been listening to us. He starts subs early in the game around the 
63rd minute, um, Argudo comes on for Robinho, which I thought was great because Robinho was like absolute trash that game. Um, yeah, I and, was happy with that sub. And what was really cool about, um, so I, you know, full disclosure, I, I'm a fan and I don't really, it's one of those things where you just don't really know why, like other than watching him when he played for Wake Forest. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I don't know. I love the speed. I love the youth. I, man, he was, he was working his butt off, um, which I liked. But one thing that I thought was really cool was this might not have happened with a different player, but towards the end of the game, Akam and um, Argudo switched sides. So they actually like played. Um, Aku- Akam was on the left. Wait, whatever it was. But there, whatever. Akam would have gone to the right side. Yeah, went to the right. Yeah, Akam went to the right and Argudo came to the left or whatever. Whatever, whatever way it was. But I saw that they were kind of like doing the, that switcheroo, which is kind of fun because I don't think Finley was ever able to do that. I don't think he had any of a left foot. And for whatever reason, even though Miriam was right footed, he always had to be on the left. No, but um, with these guys, especially Pedro and Rubinho, uh, the past couple of weeks, they, they do that quite often uh, throughout the game. Um, so, yeah, that was cool that Argudo was able to do that as well. It gives us a little bit more mobility. Yeah, one thing I did think was strange was because in all the preseason games, they played him in the holding mid position. And so it was kind of odd to say, hey, now we're going to give you the attacking that you were playing the last year um, telling you he's so, he's the new Hector yeah I think so I think they're they're priming him to be the new Hector and what I don't understand is why we haven't primed somebody to be the new people because now we need that person yeah but that that particular role you can't just craft someone into that that's gotta be like we could have bought a skill. backup though <laughs> yeah but summer window is coming I am hoping for some good changes i would like to yes. see a couple guys leave i would love to see new positions be filled but we'll get into that a little bit later yeah and so the next sub was in the 74th minute or for the crew 74th minute maloney came on for williams and actually maloney he did like in the past i've thought he was kind of terrible he's not built like a soccer player and he's got a very weird style but um, I didn't think he did terrible, no. and it was only 15 minutes. But I those thought 15 maybe, minutes were better than the yeah. entire game that Josh played. Yeah, and that's one thing I was going to say too is I think that the last half hour of the game was the most exciting part of the game, um, even though the only goal that really well, I guess there was two goals, one crew goal, one other team goal. But I think the subs really affected, um, and I know it's just a cliche thing to say did affect the game. Unfortunately, there was no score there. But I was, I thought that maybe Maloney had had a falling out with Carter, or with Car- with Caleb, because he wasn't even in the 18. I don't think he was in Minnesota, but he for sure wasn't last week in Colorado. So I'm not really entirely sure why, you know, where he was. But it was interesting to see that we still have him. Maybe it's to prep him for the Open Cup game. I have no idea. I don't know, but I'm very happy that he got minutes. And hopefully Caleb saw that he is better in that role than Josh and he can actually play well in that position i tell you josh has some photos man so josh we'll see him start what again is going on but i'm i'm sick of seeing josh play right back me as well the only thing on point with him was is he had a nice fade was on point but the <laughs> soccer skills were not on point um and then the 83rd minute artur came on for guzman i didn't see much change affected there the thing about guzman as a a holding midfielder is he's very physical I think he's got a yellow card like every yeah. game that he's played so far. Somebody asked me, he, he's like, I don't know, but he's like, is this his fifth game? Because he's suspended next game if this is his fifth game. <laughs> but I'm surprised he didn't get a second yellow that game. Yeah. And I like it, but whatever reason, we don't have a good pairing. Like, Trap has not been good this year. Artur has not been good this I year. I really want to see Artur and Guzman. It's time okay. for Trap to be benched because week after week, he has not been good. So if Caleb has... Uh, the balls to do it. Go ahead and sit the hometown captain and let Artur and Guzman play together. That's my that hot take. That was a scorching <laughs> hot take. Um, it is never going to happen, but I dig it. That would be pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, that would be really fun to see. And to be honest, at this point, I wouldn't mind just throwing in, you know, I know we talked about this off the air, but like the, all the young guys, start Maloney, start Argudo, start Sosa, start. John Blank, JJ Williams, start Mullen, start some of these people. Who cares? I mean, what's the worst that can happen if you win one game in nine games? I mean, yeah, honestly, good we're grief. not we're not going to win anything this year. The league is basically already in the hands of LAFC. Nobody is going to beat them. Be creative. Let these guys prove what themselves. To parody isn't MLS all about parody and not about teams having lots of money? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. But anyway, just let these guys show what they're capable of 
and get an idea of who you want to keep for next year. Because right now, that's basically what this, the rest of this year is, is just seeing who's good enough to be on the 2020 squad when hopefully we are better than <laughs> better than this, please. <laughs> the good news is there's not really much way down from here. Yeah. Um, Unless, uh, I won't. I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, one thing I do, I haven't touched on in a long time, but this game we had referee Joe Dickerson who refereed the 2 nothing win on Joe the slush, the slushy, whatever Dickerson. that game was called. Um, um Sir. <laughs> 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 uh, I thought at the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is great. He's like not letting anything go by. But then after five minutes, I'm like, you got to... Uh, you can't blow the whistle every 30 seconds yeah. or every three seconds. He was awful. And then when Luis came on, I was joking on Twitter. I'm like, wow, what did he do to like upset him? Cause every single call, every single call went against our good that entire game. Like it, it was very, very, I like, I felt bad for him at some point. I'm like, this is very strange. I'm not the sure one, what's going on. The one that made me the, the most mad was the denying of obvious goal scoring opportunity oh, man. and only getting a yellow. What? What was he watching there, and why did that not go to? Are you talking VAR? about the penalty? Uh, it was in the second half when Arguda was like making his breakaway. Oh, that wasn't even a foul. He didn't even call a foul there. I know he didn't call anything, but oh. that, that should have been a foul in a red. Oh, I thought you said he showed him yellow instead of red, but they didn't even he didn't even call a foul there. It was insane. Yeah, I I I was that was a foul on a red card in my opinion. I was blown well. away that that didn't go to VAR, and he should have seen it because he was looking right at it. I have no idea why that wasn't called. I watched the replay several times, and the only thing I could come up with is that um, it looks like at one point Arguto kind of steps on the New York City player's foot and kind of trips kind of into him. So maybe they're like, there's not enough to overturn it because it might have been one of those 50-50s like the penalty. But yeah, in real time, I was like, oh, sweet. We're getting a good free kick and a red card. and yeah. Not even a call. And then Arguto finally gets up after being hurt. And like turns around and then immediately a foul called on him. I'm like, yeah. oh man, like poor guy can't even catch a break. But uh, that but was yeah. bad. So he annoyed me. Almost as lot. bad as Ted Uncle, but not yeah. quite. <laughs> yeah. I'll see what else exciting happened with this horrible ref. Uh, that's about it. But I just wanted. I, I just thought it was funny. He was the ref who ref the two nothing game that got criticized for not canceling the game oh, with yeah. Toronto. Um, so maybe he was kind of like sh- wanting to show people, hey, I'm not biased for crew or something, whatever. Oh, apparently he's right. <laughs> yeah. So I was just most upset that we didn't seem, with the exception of a few players we already talked about, like a calm hustling Pedro being the best player on the pitch, um, and then Arguda when he came on. Like A lot of people just seem to not really give a hoot, and that's the part that kills me. I said this last year too. I don't care if we lose every game. But I care if nobody's making an effort and nobody cares. Yeah. That's very frustrating to me. Because I pay um, a lot of money. I work very hard for my money. And I want to see some quality entertainment. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of hustle out of Will. I didn't see it out of Zardes. Um, Zardes got the penalty, but okay. You're, yeah. <laughs> but that's about awesome. it. Um, the rest of the game, I think he was very invisible. Didn't really do anything to boost the team in the attack. Uh, which is concerning for your striker. Um, Urbino, I think he did well, like putting in effort. It just wasn't good. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a handful of players that uh, got to go. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and then one thing I did want to touch on um, is that you know the people saying that if you complain, you hate this team. Like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, it's like looking at like. If we had promotion relegation, or if your teams, like your Crystal Palaces and your, uh, like, Bournemouth. Your Southamptons. Your Southamptons. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But, like, you support your team. It doesn't matter where they are on the table or whatever or what league they're in. Um, but there's kind of this weird mentality that, you know, criticizing your team is not supporting them. Um, when you're at the stadium, you know, I'm supporting them 100%, but even discussing, like, ways to fix it in my opinion is not that terrible yeah like right now we're freaking 19th out of 24 that's awful yeah and then i do remember greg's first year he won one in 17 so i mean we're 
Caleb's only at one at nine, so we're not quite that bad yet. But but Greg um, also had a few ties. Yeah, he had yeah. A, he had a handful of ties during that run. So we do have that. We do have one, one tie last <laughs> night. So so yeah. So I, I'm still I'm still giving Caleb a little time. I'll continue to tweet hashtag Caleb out just to be goofy. But um, but I do want. I guess I do want this next transfer window has to be has to be awesome has to be a plus and if it's not um i might get a little annoyed yeah i mean bez and caleb and pat whoever else is involved in bringing in new players they have a lot a lot of work to do yeah. uh but that, this summer and in the off season that thing with a com though in my opinion um that that to me shows that bez is the guy he knows what's going on he knows what to do so uh I'll give that a thumbs up or down once I see the ultimate end product, who we bring in to be our starting winger going forward. And also to see how much effort is received. Yeah. Alrighty then. So let's talk about starting 11. Before we actually do our actual ratings, um, who was the man of the match? Uh, Pedro Santos. It was not Zach Steffen because it was his last game? It was absolutely not Zach Steffen. That's not how that works? Because you vote on man of the match who was the best man in that match. Oh, okay. Now I understand. I agree. It was Pedro Santos. So, yeah, if you want to vote for Zach Steffen because it was his last game, you might as well be arguing to vote for Iguain for man of the match because he's probably done playing for the crew. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> he had his last game for the crew last week, unfortunately. Oh, no. Wait. Was that Minnesota or was that Colorado? Um, last game. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Colorado. All right, let's get right into these ratings. This is a segment where we give the players ratings, with four being the worst and seven being average. Is that right, or six average? Six is average. Uh, okay, I gotta change that. So you basically start the game off with a six. You can either go up or down, or stay the same if you're just average. <laughs> All right, I feel better about that one. So good because I think I did it right. I just had it written wrong. But Zardes. Gets a five. Um, he scored the penalty, but otherwise was nowhere to be found. Like, yep. Come on. And we got you the DP contract, bro. Like, can you show up, please? And just to note for Zardes, he is called up uh, for the U.S. men's national team. No idea why, because he's done nothing this year to prove that he is at that level. I would much rather have one of the young European guys that have been fighting week in, week out. Anyway, uh, Zardes for this match was not impressed. Aside from for whatever the reason, he played well for Greg. So maybe we'll see. Maybe that will translate. I don't know, but he hasn't been good recently. But um, he made his penalty. That was great. Uh, put us up one nil. But aside from that, it was not that good. So I'll give him a five and a half. That's a good thing about not having people play. He would have missed the penalty. <laughs> no, because it was in the north end. He only misses <laughs> in the south end. <laughs> True. Uh, Robinho. Four was r- he was just really bad this game. I can't even give him an A for effort this game because I have no idea what was going on with him. Uh, yeah, for Rubino, I don't think he was terrible. Um, I will give him a five and a half, just a little below average. But I don't know if he's just having uh, Pedro 2018 syndrome where he's just taking forever to get accustomed to playing with this team. Uh, maybe that's good news for next year because <laughs> if he is. Uh, having a little trouble like Pedro did last year. Hopefully next year he'll be able to click a little bit better. Um, but for this game, give him a five and a half. All right. Speaking of Pedro Santos, um, he had a great goal, great hustle, great as his, it was his first time as number 10 or has he done that before? I can't remember. I feel like he's done it before, but I can't remember when, but I feel like we have seen him in that role. I think that one thing that also illustrates how well he played was he was getting hacked down like crazy out there. My gosh, he drew so many fouls. Not flopping, by the way. Like, actual contact fouls. I think they were, like, almost injury fouls there. But, um, but yeah, he gets eight from me. I know, he, you know, we should have won the game. Um, so, I'm still not... I know he's man of the match. I'm still not feeling he deserves a ten. But he still had a good game. Give it eight. Um, I'll give him a nine. He had a fantastic goal playing in a role that he normally doesn't play in. Um, he looked to be the best attacking player out of the four that were out there, uh, which is really nothing new this season. But I think he, he did great in that position. 
One thing that was interesting, and I'm not sure why, um, but he came in the crowd on the east side after the game. I'm not sure if he saw somebody he knew or whatever, but he was signing jerseys and stuff, which was interesting because nobody ever really seems to come over there. But I'm not sure why. I think uh, I think his family might sit on that side because oh. I've, I've seen him go over there a couple times. Oh, cool. Um, and then Akam um, had some flashes of speed, some good plays, but nothing really clicked. But he did get an assist, so I'm going to give him a 7. Uh, yeah, for Akam, I, I wasn't really impressed. I think he he did have a great assist. That was a, a great run. Um, but I'll just give him a 6 for this game. It was just average for a starting winger. All right, Guzman. Um, I really like him as a big physical guy, but I'm starting to worry that's all he is. Um, but I do agree with you. Let's get him with our tour. Let's see what happens. Um, I think he's lucky to not be sent off because um, he just continued to fly into tackles even after he got booked. So I'm going to give him a six. Yeah, I'll give him a six as well for this game. Um, he's got to cool it with those cards. Um, but that that is the, the kind of player that he has or that he is. Um, when we signed him, I have a friend who's Costa Rican. Uh, he's a fan of the team, Saprisa, where Guzman used to play. So I asked him how he is. He's like, oh, he's really good, but be careful with the cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've seen that already. So, yeah, that is confirmed. <laughs> but uh, anyway, for this game, I'll just give him a six. All right. So Will Trap, um, here, I'll just read what I wrote. Lots of giveaways. I'm sorry. He's just not good enough. So I gave him a five. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Will because the past couple of years he's been good, progressing, you know, looks like he's going to be one of those great players but something has happened this year i don't know what it is but he's just not the same player and it's frustrating because i like him as a player i think he's a great guy from what i've seen he seems like he's cool but it's just not it's not working out um do you think that he have you heard any rumblings or in the spanish media of any trade because i feel like those talks have quieted down i made a comment about that to the older couple as it's next to me i'm like oh yeah i think he's trying to go to europe and she looks at me and she goes i don't think he's good enough for that <laughs> i was like dang i said like, where did you come from uh, everybody in columbus thinks he's the best soccer player on the planet i i haven't seen anything else from the last time um Interesting. So i'm assuming that he's gonna stick around Hopefully we can get someone better, but uh, I don't know. But anyway, for this game, I'll give him a five. I just think he was poor. Alrighty, so Gaston Saro, decent plays. He's a little bit more reckless this game than he has been in the past. He also got booked in this game, um, and I feel like he's partially responsible for the first goal, so he's going to get a six from me. Yeah, I was going to give him a six as well. Um, I think he was just average here. He was partially at fault for that first goal, um, but he did get a couple good chances, uh, like we mentioned before, on oh, the corners, yeah. getting on, uh, get his head on those corners for shots on goal, but didn't come this time. But um, yeah, hopefully he can get back to his ways of being the goal scorer that the we know he is. Scorer, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, then we have Hector Jimenez, who. Um, I thought he had a decent game. I didn't see anything horrible, see anything great. Um, so, But I do think that um, I feel like he was solid, and he's one of the players that has to be on. Um, I'll give him a 7, a little bit above above average, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, I same exact thing. I'll give him a 7 for this game. Um, I've loved him this year. I think he's been great um, only a couple times that I've actually been frustrated with him, but he's really stepped up to be the backup uh, for these couple of guys that have been injured, and I think he's been doing a stellar job. One thing that was interesting, I know that he and uh, Ethan are buddies in real life, um, but, man, Ethan had him in his pocket um, that game. It was really, really odd to watch, and then him and his game, that little retaliatory, like, bop, knocked <laughs> Ethan down. But I thought that was kind of funny. But, um, but yeah, that kind of reminds me sometimes, like, kind of the way he was talking. When Argudo came on, he was talking to him, and as he was talking to Trap, it just kind of reminded me of the days that he and Finley were always talking during the break. I thought they made a good pair there on the right side. So yeah. it's kind of good to see him back. And then we have Mensa, who was the better of the two CBs. But, um, well, crew conceded two goals. And there was a one point where he made one of the, his – Luckily, it didn't come to a goal, but he made one of his back passes that just gave me a heart attack. Yeah. So I'll give him a 6.5. Um, I'll give him a 7 for this game. I think he did a pretty good job um, overall. 
you know, commanding the back line. Um, nothing, nothing new from him. He's always been solid, uh, especially this season. So happy, happy with him. Already, Josh Williams. I've already said enough about him, so I'm just gonna give him a five. Four. Ooh. Never play him right back. Stop. He's freaking slow. He can't keep up with the wingers. Uh, he's constantly out of position, and he doesn't move fast enough to defend. So, stop would, playing him right back. I would counter that with stop playing him at right back and stop playing at center back. Uh, stop playing him for the crew. Yeah. It's time to move on. We have enough backup. It's time for Cronali. Oh yeah, amen, brother. All right, so Stefan, I made a couple saves, but um, there was only four shots on goal, and only and two of them went in. So he did make a couple saves. It was his last game, but we didn't win, so he gets an eight. Uh, ten, man of the match. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, we did concede two goals. Um, the second one wasn't really completely on Zach. Like we mentioned, that was more on Will. Um he had a couple good saves. I'll give him just a seven for this one, a little bit above average. All right. And by giving him that grade for this one, that was the last grade you're ever going to get, Zach Stefan. Sad. So sad. Hydration break. Crew in the news. So we've already touched on it a little bit, but the biggest news is clearly a Pipa's injury that most likely will be a career-ending injury due to his age. Uh, but the torn or ACLU, um, I wish... so. What did I say? Did I say ACLU? I must have the law in my mind. I meant ACL, <laughs> torn ACL. Um, wish he'd gone out on a high. If we maybe if we had Zach Steffen in 2015, he could have gone out on a high and retired at the end of 2015. But the thing is, at <laughs> that time he was only 32 years old. Like that is way too early to That's retire. As, but I feel like some athletes do do that when they win a trophy. They're like, it's time for me to move on. Yeah, but like he hasn't been really poor to an extent where we're like, okay, it's time for you to stop playing until this year. I feel like last season he was doing that to me. I don't know. I I just feel like last season it's kind of the same as this season. Like we just don't have a great team. And if we did have better players, heck even Pedro Santos, if we had this year's Pedro Santos last year, where would we have been? True. So like I don't know, I but I never doubted about Pedro. Just for the record, yeah, yeah. For the record, we love Pedro Santos. Always have, always will. Um, but anyway, for Pipa, if this is the end of his crew career, I'm absolutely devastated that it has to end this way. Because, okay, for Zach, it's heartbreaking because he's moving on. But we've had time to come to accept it, and you know. We and had, it's more happy news too. Yeah, and it's good for him. It's great for his career. We had a proper sending off. You know, we had his recognition, but people, it's like, bam, he's done. <laughs> and yeah. I just think, for a player like him, his caliber, what he's done with the crew, and what he's contributed to all those trophies he won, Columbus. With us. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I just think this is a terrible way for him to end his career, and I hope he can come back. At some type of level, maybe not starting 10, but at least, you know, just hang on for another season, teach the new guys that come in what they need to be doing. And I don't know, I hope he stays longer than that part of the coaching staff or something. But the guy loves Columbus and he loves the crew. He loves being here. So, yeah, I think we'll still see him around kind of like, you know, even if it's in the Padula role, you know, having a soccer academy or something like that. He'll be around town. Um, But I think that. I guess from a human standpoint, I am kind of sad, but from like a crew standpoint, I'm not super sad, except for we don't have an understudy or somebody to fill in his role. So from that perspective, I do think there'll be, even if, let's say it is a career-ending injury and he doesn't even play soccer at all anymore, I still think there'll be some sort of send-off for him. It might not be a game, but there will be something for him. No, no, definitely. Like We'll definitely recognize him at some point, um, whether that be sometime this season if his injury is confirmed to be career ending or even if that carries into next season because I, I don't think he's leaving Columbus anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get to say our goodbyes to people in the proper manner. Yeah. And so just touching base on the USL teams that the crew has played with um, in the 11, um, Cronali was on the bench again for the crew, uh, but they have a game again, a game on the 8th against Memphis 901. And... Pittsburgh Riverhounds took them out of the USL Cup, which perhaps the Pittsburgh Riverhounds will take us. Us, uh, I, I can't even talk to you. U.S. Open Cup, which potentially will take us out of the U.S. Open Cup. Um, 
And then in league play last night, Indy 11 beated the beat it beat the river <laughs> we're really struggling horrible. today beat, beat the river hounds um their second loss of the season so they actually river hounds are playing pretty well so there's a potential that we might not have to worry about extra games yeah. um if the river hounds beat us but we'll get to that in a second i don't know and then birmingham legion um louisville took them out of the u.s open cup we have pittsburgh river hounds we just talked about um richmond kickers uh, um abubakar Kaida is in uh, playing for the world, the U20s World Cup for the men's national, U.S. men's national team, the U20s. He's been playing great, by the way. I've been watching U.S. national. Er, yeah, it has been U20, interesting. And he's been, he's been solid. He he does have a really heavy touch, um, but he has good passes and finds himself in good positions. Yeah, they're um, the U.S. is two and one, um, and they're playing France on the fourth, which is Tuesday. So, give that a check. Maybe he'll get his fourth start, um, but that'll be interesting to watch. Um, Hartford Athletic has no crew players currently and then Awful's injury I do remember them announcing that he'd probably be um, ready for the um, NYCFC game but they weren't going to play him until after the Gold Cup so is that something that if you heard any updates about that but I don't expect to see Awful back until the world, after the Gold Cup um, I, I haven't heard anything but um, I have seen him be more active, like on his Instagram, if that's a sign. Oh. Like the past couple of weeks, you know, he hasn't really been doing anything, but it looks like he's getting out, going around town with his kids, which is nice to see that, that he's good. able to get back to doing that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm ready for Awful to get back. I I miss watching him play, and the same thing for Waylon. Um, yeah, Waylon. Yep, Waylon. Awful. We're pretty much putting together starting eleven of injured players here pretty soon. Yeah, it's bad. Milton. Oh, man. I really miss Milton. Oh, yeah. Me too. Um, Good thing that Josh Williams can play that role. (laughs) All right. Um, And then... Oh, yeah. I already mentioned this. I was going to say, yeah, Mensa and Pedro both had scares this game, but good thing nothing happened. Listener questions at halftime. Alrighty, so this is the segment where you use the hashtag AskP4C to ask questions that you want us to discuss on the air, and we have some user listener questions, and I'll let Dakota read them. Um, I'll just go through the crew-related ones, I guess. Um, from at Jesse Porter Eleven, uh, did we wait too long for Pedro at Central attacking midfielder? I don't think we waited long because if Pipa is healthy, he's going to be playing in that role. But I am glad that Pedro was the one to step up and play that position instead of, I don't want to say I don't want to see Sosa play there, but he hasn't really been playing that much this season. So Pedro is the more experienced one. And I think we touched on this before, but um, he has played, we think he has played that role one other time. And so, of course, if people's healthy, people will be playing the role, but it is a better option than Sosa. Yeah, but um, anyway, we have to open up the checkbook now and see if we can bring in a better number 10. So uh, get on that, guys. Open up that checkbook. There is a uh, pretty good number 10, I think, in Italy. His name is uh, Paolo Dybala. I'll just leave it at that. And then uh, next one uh, from Mike Hudson Sucks. He certainly this does. This ought to be fun. Are you as excited as I am about the Kempen era? Oh, no. I think I might have a reaction to that. <laughs> what I really think should happen, like as a serious answer, is neither Bendik nor Kempen Lundgaard. are starting caliber, caliber players. Yeah, I would love to see Lungard, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's the guy. Either, I don't know. We either, need to bring in a goalkeeper. <laughs> we really need to bring in a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, but I would I like mean, to see Lungard, see what he's got. We've talked about this a couple of times already. It doesn't need to be a Zach Steffen. Just give us somebody that's better than Kempen Bendik. And I've never seen Lungard play, so I don't know how good he is, but he's playing in USL right now, which leads me to believe that he's not MLS starting quality. So bring in someone. Doesn't have to be a big money drop transfer by whatever but i would much rather see that cash splashed towards the attack where we need goals true so then we have tbl87 asking if we have any good dad jokes dad jokes only come in the moment you can't 
come up with dad jokes, so we're going to skip that one. And neither of us are fathers, so. Yeah, that we know of. Ooh. So also <laughs> live it. <at>, whoa. <laughs> so also. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So also Liverpool. Um, here's what I have to say about Liverpool. There were a couple friendlies. I saw that the Spurs had a friendly. Uh, Chelsea and Arsenal, they played a strange early summer friendly for some reason. Yeah. I haven't been, a, been able to, to figure out if um, who the worst fan base on Twitter is, if it's Liverpool, Man City, or Arsenal. Or the so, crew. Yeah. Okay, well, the crew wins that, but um, for, <laughs> from the European side of things. So in my humble opinion, I'm happy for Klopp. Let's just leave it at that. Because Klopp is a BVB legend. What are you happy for him? For I'm happy what? for him for winning UCL. For winning a friendly. Fair. Not, nothing And happened. also happy for the handball that wasn't the handball. Anywho, let's see what else we got. I think that was it. We have a great gif from Rich Uncle Skeleton. Um, Which doesn't transpire well via podcast. Right. So how am I supposed to describe this? It basically looks like Evan at a wedding, basically. That's <laughs> what that looks like. Um, Dollar Brat Night. Great idea. Bring that back. If you want food poisoning, bring back that Dollar Brat Night. Just kidding. I do love the Dollar Brat Night. Bring back for the first time uh, cheap concessions. Maybe we should have Juicy Lucy's at the concessions. I don't know, but we've got to get something better than what we currently have. I do like that there's a pretty decent option of food trucks that we have, but uh, concessions are awful. Yeah, um, that's one thing they had at the stadium at uh, Aliens Field was amazing. We had cheese curds, mm, nice, um, what do you call it, um, Minisconsin food. That's nice Minisconsin food. Minisconsin food, food. yeah. Um, and it. then I had homemade cupcake, and I had... In the stadium? Yeah. Oh, they had like a bakery cool. with like homemade Pop-Tarts and like all kinds of good food. But they had like German food, they had Spanish food, I had some tacos that were like very good tacos. <laughs> I know. Why did you go to Minnesota and eat tacos? I know, but they were delicious. <laughs> and They're known for their uh, for their yes. tacos up there in Minnesota. They are indeed, but they did not have any Juicy Lucy's. But we did go to Matt's, not Matt Lampson's, but we went to Matt's <laughs> to eat a Juicy Lucy. Like, oh, you're on a first name basis, <laughs> and it was pretty exciting. Like, it was pretty awesome. Like, they warned you and they brought it, like it's very hot. Take small bites. So, like, I just slowly pulled it open and just like cheese just oozed wow. out of it. And it was slowly just pulled it open and amazing. cheese. Amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Anyway, back to soccer. <laughs> so if we kept any three players on the current roster and got rid of everybody else, what three players would you keep? Milton, Mensa, and Pedro. So I definitely think that that's that's the correct answer. But the reason I brought it up is I'm curious as to why would you pick Mensa over Saro? I just think he's more level-headed. Honestly, they're neck and neck. Um, I just think Mensa is slightly better uh, positioning-wise. Uh, he's got a little bit better defensive mind um, than Sorrow. But um, honestly, it would be a toss-up. I, I love Sorrow, obviously. But um, Mensa is a soccer player. I think he's a little bit better. Yeah, so Sorrow is 29 years old. I think Mensa's like 28, maybe. Jonathan Mensa is... Oh, 28. Yeah, you're right. Oh, for some reason, I thought Mensa was older. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Those are the thoughts I had. Actually, the only difference I had was I had Saro, Milton, and... Um, now I'm drawing a blank. Pedro. Oh, yeah, Pedro. The because best player on the team. How could I forget that? We love him. Always oh. have, always will. Hashtag never doubt. But yeah, anyway, I think Saro and Jonathan, if they stick around in Columbus for a long time... They're a great center back pairing. Yeah, um, they're the definitely not the problem that we have with this team. The problem is elsewhere. Um, so I'm I'm happy with both of them. I love both of those guys. Yeah, the needs I think for this transfer window are attacking number one, uh, holding midfield number two, and then goalkeeping number three. Um, I think we have serviceable goalkeepers, but from a long term perspective, it's not going to work with either the, any of the people we have. Um, but I do like to, I want to keep a lot of the young players. Um, so I know that that's not when you pick three players, it's going to cut out all the young players. But um, yeah, but I would like to see a lot more of the young players play. It's 
not going to happen anyway. I mean, we're not going to oh, completely yeah. revamp right. our team. And but, plus, um, like, we would pick obviously pick Zach Steffen if we had to pick anybody. <laughs> if he could stay. Um, but that's just me changing the rules in the middle of the game. So. <laughs> but anyway, I think the top priority that we need to be looking at going into the window is now finding a true number 10. Um, oh, good call. I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, isn't it too late probably to get one of those? Because I remember I when Ziggy wanted to get um, Ladero for Seattle, it took him it took him a, a full six months, and then he got fired, and then his player came, and he didn't get any credit for Ladero. Well, so the thing is, like, we have no idea what Bez is doing right now. Maybe he already has a number ten in mind that he's working on, knowing that Pipa is nearing the end of his career, um, which would be smart because. That that's just a good business business move to make, but um, we need to get some of those fo lackeys to um to spill the beans. Morgan, please, Morgan. <laughs> Jeez, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I think at this moment the number ten role is near the top of the priority list. Uh, we do need a quality winger that can equal or better Pedro, and I want a better striker. Sorry, Jesse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it's unfair for me to lump all that in attacking. I agree. Number ten is the if that's the way we're going to continue to play because we could we could do like a four four two or like a four two 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 or something or maybe like a three five two or something like that. But if we're going to continue to play yeah. this um, four three two one four two three one style, um, yeah, we uh, number ten is crucial to making it work. All right, the number ten is just like the spine of the team. Like right. if you have a good number 10, odds are you have a pretty decent team. Right. And so don't forget to use that hashtag ask P4C. You can add us if you want, but we want you to use the hashtag cause it's cooler. So final whistle. All right. This is the segment of the program where it gets very depressing cause we have to update scores and then talk about the next game. The next actual game is the U S open cup. Um, which we play on June 11th. It's a Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at Mafray. Are you planning on going to that game? Yeah, I am going. Um, if it had been the Wednesday, um, I probably wouldn't have gone just due to other responsibilities I have. Yeah, it stinks because I have a class that I teach on Tuesdays, so it might be a short class. But I will at least make the second half of it because U.S. Open Cup games, even in where we are in this season, have been some of my favorite moments by far throughout the course of history of my crew fandom because you get to see players you don't normally see. You get to see it in a more intimate environment because the stadium is going to be empty. More empty than yeah. normal. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be empty. Yeah. And so um, I do hope to make at least some of it. Um, just, I don't think we'll be able to record. Um, I actually have a conference in June, the week after that. So we probably won't record again until after the 23rd. So we have a three-week reprieve of watching crappy soccer. Unless you want to watch Gold Cup. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't really plan on watching much of the Gold Cup. I just don't care about the Gold Cup. But if it's on, I'll watch it. But, uh, but yeah, we'll figure out if we can bring your program within those three weeks so we don't keep disappearing for three weeks. But uh, but we may not be back till the 23rd after – is that – wait, what time is that game on the 23rd? Is that a 7.30 game? I guess we can check the 23rd gold 23rd is a 5.30 game. Ooh, it's a little earlier. That sounds fun. Um, I do – man, I miss at the beginning of the season those, like, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock kickoffs are I so know. awesome. I love afternoon games every now and then. Agreed. But, yeah, um, upcoming uh, international break, uh, I'm excited for Copa America. Just to see Argentina lose again. <laughs> so, Always love that. <laughs> aren't you excited for the U.S. to try to become a permanent part of that competition? Gosh. I, Doesn't that make that sense? That is the dumbest thing. But it is Copa America, and we are part of America, so I guess that makes sense. If they do that, they have to get rid of Gold, Gold Cup, Cup and just make one 100%. huge the competition. The problem with that is that the, the dearth of talent in CONCACAF versus Comitable is going to be laughable. It's like USL versus MLS. It's going to be horrible. But we'll see what happens. They like to do cash grabs in soccer, but just for kicks and grins. Do they? They do indeed. Oh. It's all about the money. It's news to me. But here's some names I'm hoping to see. Cronali, Sosa, Arguda, Maloney, Williams, JJ Williams, not Josh. Lungard, Mullins. I'd like to see some of these young kids play. Um, score predictions just for fun. I'm going to say 3-2 crew. Because the young kids will play. And I don't know who our goalkeeper is, but they're going to be sketch. So 
I'm sure we got a <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely going to get scored on. Um, mm, this is a hard one because I've literally not watched the Riverhounds play since we had a loney to them. Who was that, like three years ago or something? Anyway. Well, actually, this year we've had um, Lungard play for them. Oh, that's true. So I don't know. He might be but cup tied. I mean, he might not be allowed to play. Yeah. Hmm. That would suck. Anyway. No, because he didn't play the US Open Cup for them, I don't think. Ooh, I hope not. Because I, I want to see him. I really I, don't know. Because he got a lot of shout outs with them in the USL. So it would be fun to see how he does. Well, I guess they're not MLS competition, but um, what were the draws? I wrote them down. <laughs> Great show prep. But anyway, for this game, uh, while you're looking for that, I really don't know what to expect, but I'm assuming that since we're playing the USL team, uh, we should be better. We should be a lot better. Um, so I'm going to predict a two to one win. All right. So maybe I don't think we're going to count this since it's not regular season game. We're not going to count it in our score tally. But um, but we'll move on in the next segment. We'll talk about the U.S. Open Cup because I thought that the regions that they set us in were really strange. We weren't in the region with FCC, which I guess is okay because that means we won't lose against them, but um, at least not right away. Um, and usually we lose to Chicago, so maybe that won't happen either. But anywho, we have a couple of scores to update. Um, oh, actually, let's talk about the MLS game too. So we play Sporting Kansas City. We're actually kind of – they have more draws than us, but we're actually – wait a minute. I don't know. See, I don't know how the app does it. Do you know if they do win-loss-draw or win-draw-loss? It's a win-loss-draw. Okay, so they have six draws, three wins, five losses, and the crew have five wins. That's hard to believe. Nine losses and two draws. But we have 17 points, and we're 10th in the East. And SKC has 15 points, 10th in the West. So we're like kind of sort of almost equal. Our uh, goal differential is negative eight. Their goal (laughs) differential is negative one. Yeah, they definitely score a lot more goals. If we were away, I'd say hands down it's a loss. Um, Hopefully some of the injured players return, but Zach will be gone. So... I really don't know what to predict because I don't know what the lineup's going to be. I'm assuming, okay, I'm just going to throw out a quick 11 what I think the lineup is going to be. Assuming Waylon and Harrison are better, it's probably going to be Kempen, Waylon, Sorrow, Mensa, or uh, Awful. If Caleb is listening to this podcast like, we're, like we know that he does, it should be Artur and Guzman, Pedro at the 10 again because he did well there, Akam. Rubinho and I guess Zardes up top. Or no, when is Gold Cup over? Uh, I don't know how long it lasts. Anyway, if Gold Cup is still going on, then throw JJ up there. Yeah, throw JJ up there and throw Rubinho on and put Arguda in. That's what I say. That sounds like a good lineup. Basically, I just don't want Josh Williams to play. He might anymore. play a striker. <laughs> or maybe goalkeeper. Yeah, put him in goalkeeper. <laughs> the guys will be so distracted by his looks that they won't be able to score <laughs> So I don't even know what to predict. That game's like three weeks away. But um, I'm going to – I'm just going to keep up with it, and I'm going to go with a 2 nothing loss. <laughs> <laughs> this team is so bad. Um, yeah, SKC, they score goals, but they also concede a lot of goals. Um, I'm going to say – let's be bold. Let's hashtag go bold. 3-2 to two win. Ooh, a win. Ladies and gentlemen, Dakota Stewart is back. He's back. We've missed you. Um, but now that I'm predicting a loss, but that's supposed to be the reverse psychology. So our score predictions from Minnesota, I had a 2-1 crew win. That was definitely far from the truth. That was definitely The one nothing right. loss with Finley scoring. I did get that part right. I did predict Finley would score. And then Dakota had a 2-1 Minnesota win, which was not even close to being right, but unfortunately Minnesota did win. And the guests, a.k.a. Alex Sprague, said that crew is going to lose one nothing with Finley scoring, and that actually is what happened, believe it or not. And then for Colorado, um, I had a 2 nothing loss, Dakota had a one nothing loss, and Cam had a one nothing loss, and guess what? It was a 3-2 loss, so it was actually worse than any of us predicted. <laughs> um, and then against NYCFC, um, we didn't get to talk about it on the air, but I had a one nothing win, and the reasoning was I didn't think we'd score a goal, I wanted to predict the 0-0 draw, which I would have got a point if I predicted the 0-0 draw, but I thought Zach deserved a shutout on his last game and man of the match for his last game. Um, but that wasn't meant to be. And then Dakota, 
since he hates the crew, he predicted a 2-1 loss. Like, why? Well, Why do you hate the crew? <laughs> Just kidding. Rewind five minutes when I predict the loss. Um, and then the result was a 2-2 tie. So I'm going through the score results in last place. <laughs> we have the guess with three points. And also tied for last place with three points. We have Cameron McKay, which, by the way, uh, Max Brunke, I don't know if you remember him from the World Cup podcast, has recently asked when we're recording again. <laughs> so our ex-podmate didn't even listen to our podcast. I'm very sad about that. But anyway, so maybe one or two of them will be back in the future. And then, in almost first place... It's Todd with four <laughs> points. And I shouldn't even joke about being almost in first place because literally um, Dakota Stewart has won this competition. I don't know if we put a wager on it. Probably a scarf for dinner or something. I don't remember. But in first place is Dakota Stewart with... <laughs> 11 points. I'm basically so the literally LAFC you already of won. this pod. <laughs> yeah. And I and the Columbus crew of the pod. So, anywho, I think that pretty much sums up the end of the game. Um, is there anything around the MLS you wanted to talk? Philadelphia is currently beating Minnesota 2-1 to one in the 61st minute. Um, oh, that's what I was going to mention about the U.S. Open Cup. I forgot to pull it up again. The only other MLS tidbit that I would love to mention is Cincinnati is complete trash. That's literally the only saving grace of the season. Like, okay, Columbus is trash. We're all fed up with this crap. But we're not Cincinnati, so that's very, very good. That is, I agree. That is awesome. Um, that's the only thing I want this season. Just stay above Cincinnati. We'll we'll get him next time next year. I just I just really don't want Cincinnati to be good. No, agreed. I completely agree. Um, and one of the uh, panelists predicted at the beginning of the season that they're going to have a really good team, and that just didn't happen, which I'm very happy about. Um, so the pools were really really strange this year. Um, Northeast Revolution, NYCFC, Red Bull, North Carolina. Um, this is for the U.S. Open Cup draw. Did Minna- you say Northeast Revolution? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <Jeez>. Probably. <laughs> and then the Mid-Atlantic pool was Columbus Crew, D.C. United, Philadelphia, Riverhounds. The m- the best draw we could have got there was a D.C. United so that we could lose to them and not lose to Chicago or F- FCC. Um, the Southeast pool was Atlanta United FC, Charleston Battery, Memphis 901, Orlando City. Central pool, Chicago, FC Cincinnati, Louisville, and St. Louis, which I don't understand how they did that. Chicago, FC, Cincinnati, Louisville, and Columbus would just make the most sense. I mean, we're literally all within a few hours of each other. Maybe if they so stopped they creating threw, yeah. new teams every single year, true, things would make sense. True, but those are still USL teams, a lot of them. Um, yeah, but I mean, still, USL has expansion teams like freaking every year, seems like. I guess that's true. Um, and then Northern Plains, Colorado Rapids, Minnesota United, New Mexico United, and Sporting Kansas City. And then the Southern Plains, we have Austin Bold. The only soccer team Boston Austin will ever see. FC Dallas, Houston Dynamo, OKC. And then West Pools, LA Galaxy, LAFC, Orange County, and Real Salt Lake. Northwest Pools, Portland, Sacramento, San Jose, and Seattle Sounders. So in the draw, the Columbus crew drew the Riverhounds, which one thing I have to be honest, I'm surprised that we volunteered to host. I thought for sure this was going to be a game in Pittsburgh. But nope, we're home, which is nice. Um, the Reds are playing at Red Bull. North Carolina is playing at NYCFC. Philly is playing at DC United. That game actually might be an interesting one. Um, Atlanta plays Charleston Battery. Battery. Rest in peace, Charleston Battery. Orlando plays Memphis. Louisville plays FC Cincinnati, and Chicago plays St. Louis. Um, those are really the only ones I care about. Yeah, the uh, the only teams I'm rooting for right now are Columbus Crew and Louisville. That's right, Louisville, and maybe a little bit of St. Louis. Who eh. Who are they playing? Chicago Fire. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Chicago Fire take us out of the, the Open Cup all the time, so might as well do it again. Um, you have a lot of soccer coming up. Um, Gold Cup is coming up, and also uh, on June 7th, you have the Women's World Cup starting up um, at 3 o'clock, so watch that if you desire. And then, I think I mentioned it already, but the Under-20 World Cup, the crew, uh, the crew, <laughs> and the <laughs> Under-20s, the United States plays France on Tuesday. So that's actually going to be a pretty interesting game, in my opinion. So yeah, and then that. also Copa America starting. If you want to get uh, your South American soccer fix, and also AFCON is 
this summer also. So we may be losing Jonathan Mensah. Uh, he was named to the 40-man roster, but I don't know if he's going to make the 23-man final roster, but there's a possibility that he will be out. But the good news is for once, the crew have a break during international break because we yeah. often have games during the international break. So right. that's pretty exciting. But anyways, um, we're not sure when we'll come back. It'll probably be the 23rd, um, but we might try to squeeze in a post-US Open Cup game if that game's exciting. Um, if, if we not, win, we might we might do a <laughs> If we win like 11-1 to 1 and then FC Cincinnati loses, we might be like, it's time for victory pod. <laughs> if we have to talk about another loss and against the USL team, it's probably going to be pushed off. <laughs> or if it's something fun like Saprisa, where you, know, you sit in the parking lot for three hours during a rain delay and then get two 30-minute halves with five-minute intermission. That's actually a pretty fun game. Anywho, you all have a great week and the great rest of your June. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Mukulumu.